0: Praise the Lord, church. Are you thankful for God coming into the house today? You know, I'm thankful to be in an apostolic Pentecostal church today. Where we just don't feel the air conditioner in here, amen? And you're not ice skating up and down the aisles today. But you got the Holy Ghost and fire in here today, amen? And is it still keeping you alive? If you agree, will not you clap your hands under the Lord? Praise God. You know, I don't ever want to lose what God did to me in the beginning. When he first baptized me with the Spirit of God and and it set me on fire. I was just a babe in Christ. I didn't know how to act. But boy, I went out there and I told everybody about Jesus. And I told them he was coming. And I still want to have that same spirit today. Amen. The way I look at it now is I want to have the spirit of a brand new babe in Christ, but I want to have the mind of a 40-year 40 40 year saint, amen? Because I know when I was young, I was a little out of hand. I would say things out of order, and boy, I was quick to judge because, man, I wanted to be on fire for God. I thought the whole world should be perfect like the Spirit of God, but we're in a fallen world, amen? So as I got older and I went through some trials and tribulations, I learned a few things, amen, amen? But I want this mind to be in me that was in Christ Jesus, praise God. You can be seated for a moment. I'm gonna have you stand for the reading of the word here in a second. But I just wanna say that I am very thankful to be here. I don't take the pulpit lightly, I never have. I respect the house of God. I reverence the house of God, the people of God, and especially God. But I wanna tell you guys today that I want to thank my pastor and his wife for giving me this time that I love them dearly and I love you guys dearly. You're the church triumphant, amen. You're God's babies. You're God's apostolic church. He gave you your his name and I want to tell you that I love you and I'm here because I love you and you love me. Everything I have that is good has come from God and has come from this church. You know, thinking back, looking at where God has brought me from, I thank God because you're my family. I really didn't have a family growing up, in and out of foster homes, having a broken family, a drug addict mother, unfortunately, and a father that wasn't around. But you guys became my mother. You became my father. In the times you encouraged me, when you were here, I got married in this church. I remember standing right here. And you guys came and hugged me and my wife, and you gave me money, and you helped me so I can go on my honeymoon trip. I didn't have nothing. I worked for Jason Frost at $8 an hour. (laughs) But at that time, God used you to bless me. And I pray in return I can be a blessing to you today. You know, we all have our faults. We all have our issues. But God looks beyond our faults, and he meets our needs every day. Amen? And he covers us in the blood. And that's what I'm thankful for today. Praise God. I just want to tell you that. And I want to tell you that I appreciate you. From the bottom of my heart, I appreciate every single one of you. And you mean something to me. And I'm thankful that you're here today. Amen. Let's all stand for the reading of the word. Praise God. I'm going to be reading in Matthew chapter 10. Verse 28 through 31. Matthew chapter 10, verse 28 through 31. And I'll also be reading 2 Timothy chapter 2, verse 1 through 7. 2 Timothy chapter 2, verse 1 through 7 also. Yeah, I'm getting old. I'm in my mid-40s. I got to use reading glasses now. This is something else. All right, let's try this. Matthew chapter 28 or chapter 10, excuse me, verse 28 through 31. And fear not them which kill the body, but are not able to kill the soul, but rather fear him which is able to destroy both the soul and body in hell. Are not two sparrows sold for a farthing? And one of them shall not fall on the ground without your father. But the very hairs of your head are all numbered. Fear ye not, therefore, you are of more value than many sparrows whosoever or excuse me for fear ye not therefore ye are of more value than many sparrows 2nd Timothy chapter 1 verse 7 reads this way for God hath not given us the spirit of fear but of power and of love and of a sound mind amen And what I want to preach to you about today is you have nothing to fear. Amen. You have nothing to fear. Let us put our Bibles down and pray one more time and ask God to speak to our hearts. Father, I love you, Jesus. I thank you for every saint of God. I pray for everyone in here, whether they're lukewarm, whether they're on fire, whether they're cold. I pray that you would renew us in the Holy Ghost, that you would get us ready for your coming, and that you would speak to us today. Use me, God, as your vessel, for I am nothing without you. And I give you the honor, the glory, and the praise. Bless your word, Father. I thank you. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. God bless you. You can be seated. Praise God. You know, I almost called this message the twofold face of fear because upon reading the scriptures, it appears that we are to fear in one case and not to fear in the other case. So I really want to delve into this today and see what God's word talks about on fear and how we are to handle it in our lives. We all have had the feeling of fear come upon us at least once in our lives. I know I have. It's what kicks in our flight or, flight or uh, fight response. You know, I know there's times where you've been scared and you're either going to sock that person or you're jumping back and trying to run. I watched, uh, I, I used to, when I was young, I would, I would be dumb and go into scary uh, houses and stuff. And someone would jump out from behind you and you either ran like crazy or you try to swing on that person. And that's your flight or fight response. That's your fear that kicks in there's a lot of things that we can be scared of i remember uh sister evie when she used to get around a lot better she's very scared of mice and uh she had these little ceramic uh cows in her kitchen i took one of them little cows and i came after her and i came around and said look at this little mice i started t- she ran out the front door and darted down the street and uh you know you can it's easy to scare somebody and it's easy to become fearful you know there's Even today, we're living in a time that I think everybody's uh, fueled by fear right now. It's like instead of hearing any good news or anything positive, all we're hearing is negative, negative, negative and fearful things every single day. How numbers are plumped up out there with this virus. How we need to be doing this or that and how things are shutting down. We're living in fearful times and troublesome times. But if you're in the church, you got nothing to fear today. Amen? You got Jesus Christ on your side. Praise God. You see, fear is something we need to learn how to handle. We are the church. Praise God. We're still here. Nobody's taking us out yet. And what's great about being in the church, that even if we are taken out in this body, we live forever with Jesus Christ. Praise God. I'm thankful for that. Remember that old saying, what doesn't kill you makes you stronger. Many of us here have gone through some rough, rough events. I know right now I could hand you the mic and you can give me some uh, testimonies on how God has delivered you and brought you some, through some pretty hard times. Amen. But God has kept you. Amen. God has kept all of us today that we can be in the house of God. You know, even looking at myself, I was looking, thinking about my life and where God has brought me from. And it's amazing how God works in our life. He literally plans out our events and he unfolds it according to his will. You know, when I was born in this world, I was born as a statistic. My mother was a heroin addict. My father, an alcoholic, used to beat my mom when, she, when I was a baby and they split up. I shouldn't even be here today. Most of my family's been in and out of prison, has actually killed people or they've been killed. I've, been, I've seen a lot of stuff happen even growing up. And I should be a statistic today. I should be in prison or dead. You know, before I came to this truth, I always thought by age 25 I would be dead. That was my life. I thought about, I thought that. I thought, you know what, there's no way in the way that I lived that I would even be alive till I was 25. You know, when I was growing up, I had a lot of fearful events that came through. I remember at 12 years old coming home from skateboarding, coming around the corner to my house, I saw the police raiding my house and taking my mom to jail. I was very fearful then. I didn't know where I was going to go or what I was going to do. At that time, my, my godfather took me into his home, and I stayed with him for a while. And it's tough as a little child to have to absorb that in your brain and to understand how to process it and what to do with it, if you understand what I'm saying. Children really shouldn't have to go through that. But I thank God when I became a man, I didn't blame my mom or my dad anymore. I started pointing the finger at me, and I said, you're the man. It's time for you to change, amen? That's when you start growing up. You know, as I I began to get older, I I went through a lot of things, and I remember being shot at in drive-bys, and miraculously, somehow, God didn't let me get hit. I was in car accidents. I rolled two cars within two weeks. First car I rolled, my friend broke his neck, and he had to wear a halo for six months. I walked out with a little scratch on my head. And now I look back at that and that's the grace of God. Amen. He kept me so I can stand here today. Praise God. He kept me so I can be here today. Two weeks after that, another friend of mine, we rolled in his car. I was a passenger. And by the time we were done flipping, I was in his seat, in the driver's seat. He ejected out of the car like 30 yards away. And again, I walked out with just a little scratch on my head and Looking at all that and the things that God has brought me through and brought me and helped me in. I realized today that he keeps us. Amen. He keeps us for his purpose and his will. He could have let go of me, but he didn't. Amen. He could have let go of you, but he didn't today. And you're here today as a testimony of his goodness and love. But through that, there were times that I had fear. Well, I tell you, probably one of the worst fears is going through nursing school. (laughs) That was hard. I'm telling you, BC's nursing program, no joke, felt like I was in some kind of military camp or something. There were times I would weep and cry, and I didn't think I could pass the next uh, the next test. My wife would just say, just go to class, see what happens. <laughs> and thank God I made it by the grace of God. <laughs> Praise God. You know, when I was in my uh, one of the homes I was staying in, I, I, my, my mother was locked up in Laredo, and uh, I stayed with my What I call my Nino was my godfather because growing up, of course, most Hispanics are Catholics. (laughs) And uh, I didn't know no better until I got into the word of God later, amen, and I seen the truth. But as I was staying with my godfather, he was a Vietnam veteran, and he was one of the few men in my life that I had as a father figure at that time. And that I I actually uh, feared this man because he was stern and he was tough. And uh, he was one of the only guys that ever gave me a whooping. And I'll never forget it. I tried to walk home from school one day and, without telling him. And he gave me a good old hiding for that. But he made me understand. He sat down and told me why. He said, you know, I was worried. I thought someone hurt you or kidnapped you. I didn't know where you were at. If you want to do something like that, talk to me first. And I get it now. As a man and as a father, I understand Why? But I thank God for that man, because he set some examples for me. And he was, uh, he was a, a Marine, and he had went through it. He even got ran over by a tank, and his leg, he had, to, had a straight leg. He had to walk like this the rest of his life. And, uh, but he always kept his old military gun, and he always had that big old leather belt, so I'll never forget that. But he would tell me, finally, once in a while, he would tell me some stories about him in Vietnam. And one story that sticks to me is he told me that uh, he was with his platoon, and he was the head of the platoon at that time. And he had a choice to make, and he was in a lot of fear, he said. He had a choice to make because he saw a young kid coming up to his platoon, and he knew that this young kid was strapped with many explosive devices on him. And he had to make the choice of either taking that kid out or letting his whole platoon be killed. And he had to shoot that little boy. He said he was only probably around five or six years old. And he said it was one of the hardest things he ever had to do, and he still lived with it. He passed away now, but when he was alive, he still thought about that. But could you imagine being in that situation? The fear you would have and the decision you would have to make To know that either you're going to save your people or you're going to have to take out someone who should be innocent. Matter of fact, these people should have had enough guts to strap up themselves instead of sending their children. Amen. So at that time, he had a decision to make and he was full of fear. But he chose the right way. He did have to shoot that little boy, but he saved many lives doing it. You know, in Joel 3 verse 14, it says multitudes multitudes in the valley of decision for the day of the Lord is near in the valley of decision. You see, my Nino was in the valley of decision that day. He had to make a choice. Either he was going to have to shoot that child and save his platoon or let that child kill him and everyone else there, including the child. Don't forget that. So there's times where you're going to have to make wise decisions in a time of fear. And I pray to God that we would be anointed enough in the valley of decision to choose the godly way. Amen? Not the way of the world, but in the way of God. The world today is going one way. And which way will the church go today? You see, the world today is telling us to stay home. You know, we're, we argue against four masks, against mass. We argue against what store to go into and what we should do or, or, or where we should go. And we let the media try to uh, show us what to do. And we let this old and this old uh, dictator tell us how to live today. And there's a lot of decisions we're having to make. Today, the church is in the valley of decision. And today, we got to make choices. What are we going to do? You know, when, when I read... When I first started this and I saw this virus, I was just like everybody else. I even stayed in a trailer away from my family because of their comorbidities. But there was one day when I read something in the news that said, you can't praise and worship in church anymore. We don't want you singing in church. I told my wife, get dressed, honey. We're going to church. Amen. Because nobody's going to tell me I can't praise God. I'm going to worship Jesus with everything that I got. Amen. Amen we need to obey god rather than men when it comes to that praise god with all of the madness going on in this world today i just want you to i just want to tell you that we need not fear you don't need to fear today it's time to buckle down and let god see us through amen we are the church triumphant you know who you are you are the church amen you're the church of the living god You've got the Holy Ghost in you. You've got power beyond measure. You don't even understand who you are. You are great in God. Amen. Let's clap our hands under the Lord. Praise God. Always remember, you're the people of the name. You've been called out of darkness into his marvelous light. We have the name that's above all names. The Bible says that all the family of heaven and earth is named after that name. And guess what? You're in the family. Praise God. You're in the family. You know what that means? That means this. That the gates of hell shall not prevail against you. Amen? That means this. And I stand on the word of God. You know, the Bible says, let God be true and every man a liar believe the word of god even over your own thoughts because if your thoughts are not according to the word of god they're not his thoughts his thoughts are higher than our thoughts his ways are higher than our ways amen i love the word of god the word of god says this you shall trample upon serpents and scorpions and over all the power of the enemy and nothing shall by any means hurt you do you believe that Then walk in it, amen, because you don't have to have fear today. The devil is under your feet, amen. That's where he belongs today. When we were up here praising and worshiping God, guess what? We were saying, take that, devil. Take that, devil. The church is triumphant, amen. We have nothing to fear, praise God. I want you to understand who you really are in Christ. The scriptures tells us that we have more power than we know. If we would just activate it and believe it above even our own minds, praise God. God has brought us through the wilderness, and he's not done yet, amen? You, a lot of you guys, our wilderness was this world, and he drew us out of it, and he gave us his spirit. He baptized us in his name, and after that, he gave us a newness of life, and we're to walk in it today, praise God. So I want to tell you to fear God. Don't fear man. Don't worry about what this world is doing to us. Because our hope is in Jesus Christ. Amen. Let's go back to our opening scripture in Matthew chapter 10 verse 28. The word of God says and fear not them which kill the body. Fear not them which kill the body but are not able to kill the soul. But rather fear him which is able to destroy both the body and soul in hell. So we have the two faces of fear here. Fear not them that can kill your body. Don't fear this virus, amen? Don't fear the media. Don't fear what the world is telling you today, praise God, but fear God. Fear the one that can destroy your body and soul in hell. But you know what? I thank God because the God that I fear and love and reverence is the same God who took the keys of hell and death. So he's in control of my body and my spirit, amen? So when we go, he's taking me to heaven, praise God. It's beautiful. God is wonderful. Look at this. Are not two sparrows sold for a farthing? And one of them shall not fall on the ground without your father. Without your father. But the very hairs of your head are all numbered. He even knows how many I shave off. (laughs) But fear ye not, therefore... You are of more value than many sparrows. So I want you to understand that. Birds are precious. I love them. I think they're beautiful. I think God's creation is beautiful. But God said that you're more valuable than many sparrows. He loves you above all of that. And he keeps you as the apple of his eye. He loves you. So if God loves you that much and you're more valuable than any sparrow... It says, fear ye not, therefore, for you're more valuable than all of that. Wow. That's how much God loves us. It's beautiful. How could we not love a God like that? How could we not give our all to a God like that who gave his all for us? Amen? I am thankful for the beauty of his word. We are to fear God and only him. Amen? We are to fear God and only him. Proverbs chapter 1 verse 7 says the fear of the Lord is the beginning of knowledge but fools despise wisdom and instruction. The fear of the Lord is the beginning of knowledge. You want to have knowledge? Have the fear of God. You want to have wisdom and instruction? Have the fear of God. Amen. It's only a fool who rejects the word of God. It's only a fool who does not fear God, doesn't reverence God, doesn't take God for who he is. When we walk out of here and we never pray and we never touch God and we never pray through and get renewed in the Holy Ghost, that's foolish. I'm going to tell you the truth. Because the Bible tells us we're to do that, that actually we're saved by the washing of regeneration and renewing of the Holy Ghost. It's not a one-time event. You need to get that fire sparked in you every day you can. Amen. For the time is near that he's going to come back. It says, but fools despise wisdom and instruction. Proverbs chapter 9 verse 10 says, The fear of the Lord is the beginning of wisdom. And the knowledge of the holy is understanding. So when you fear God, you want to be wise in God? Fear God. You want to know how to fear God? Get in the word of God and understand what he wants for your life. Understand his will for you and how to live every single day. Amen. You know, the elders knew something. Maybe they didn't even realize how much they knew when they were preaching against television so many years ago. Because they didn't know that today that the media will be corrupting us so much and try to put fear in us and the fear of this world so much. But they knew something was up. And I thank God for that. Because I don't have to lean on the world, but I lean on the word of God. Amen? I find my direction here today and through the preach word of God. Praise God. I thank God. It says, so the fear of the Lord is the beginning of wisdom. You want to begin to have wisdom? Fear the Lord. And the knowledge of the holy is understanding. You want to understand what the will of the Lord is? Get your nose in the Bible. What I need you to understand is that the fear of the Lord is much different than the fear of the world. Godly fear is a reverence for God, his word and the things of God. You see, when it talks about the fear of God, that doesn't mean you're all scared and like someone scaring you or, or, or some scary movie or some ugly dude dressed up in some crazy mask or someone even trying to hurt you or kill you. It's not that type of fear. The fear of the Lord is that you love God, you reverence him, you treat him as a holy God that he is. Do you know that God sits upon the throne and 24 hours a day there are seraphims flying around him saying holy, holy, holy is the Lord God almighty. The earth is full of his glory. That's the Lord of hosts. He the host of angels entertain him 24 hours a day in eternity. And that's how holy he is. If that's a holy God like that, you ought to reverence him. You ought to respect him. And that's why when we do things, and wherever we go, even when no one's looking, we reverence God because we understand that the eyes of the Lord are in every place beholding the evil and the good. I want to be a Christian when no one's looking too. Amen? I want to be a Christian in every... Because I'll tell you why. I'm not in this to please men. I'm in this to please him. Amen? I'm in this to please Jesus because I love him. Amen? But I also reverence him. I respect God. And so there's even times when I'm alone. I know he's with me. And I also know that there's angels with me. So I do things according to the will of God because I love him and I reverence him. Amen. I respect God. I respect him. And that's a real Christian, right? Amen. We're not just here to fake the funk, right? Amen. We want to be saved. Praise God. We want to make it to heaven. Praise God. Sorry for my little slang here and there. I, it's funny, I work, I, I have a lot of people from uh, different countries, and I'll talk English slang, and I'll say, here, I'm going to teach you some English stuff today, some slang, so you understand it later. And they start cracking up. But I'm telling you this, a reverence of God is what we need today, amen? Do you love him today? Do you love him today? Do you reverence our God? <laughs> Praise God. He's the one who went to Calvary for us. How can we not love a God who would come in the form of a man and shed his blood and be ridiculed, spit on, stripped naked, beat on, and taken to a cross and dying on a tree stump for you and me? Woo! Praise God! That's wonderful! That's amazing! And that's why I fear my God. Amen? Praise God. You see, this mixed with the Holy Ghost is what makes you a great Christian. Having godly, reverent, reverential fear with the Spirit of God is what's going to make you a great Christian. That's why I tell you to be renewed in the Holy Ghost. Because the Holy Ghost is our teacher. He is our comforter. He's the counselor. He's the one who teaches us right from wrong. To, even when you look in the mirror and you decide to do whatever you do to yourself, you ought to let the Holy Ghost tell you what to do instead of your flesh. Amen? That's what it's about. I wake up every day. There's choices I make. How I'm going to dress, how I'm going to present myself, how I'm going to act in this world. Because I want people to know I'm a Christian, even when I don't talk. Amen. I want them to show up by my actions. I want And, and, and you can see, like even with me, I wear my, uh, I wear my feelings on my shoulder. Because I'm mostly smiling all the time. And, but I take the things of God very seriously. But there's times where I'm upset that people know when I'm upset. Because I'm not, I'm not smiling, I'm biting my bottom lip. My wife always says, look at you, you're upset about something. How do you know? I saw you biting your bottom lip. Well, I want to be a Christian, amen? I, that's when that Holy Ghost kicks in, and it starts to counsel me. It starts to tell me, Raymond, this ain't right. Get it right, amen? Raymond, you talk bad with your wife, go and apologize. You see... A man without God don't know how to apologize. That's why there's divorce, because pride gets in the way. But when you got the Holy Ghost, it convicts you, amen? And it humbles you, because you want to be saved. You have reverential and godly fear, and you come to your wife, and you ask her, Forgive me, baby. I'm sorry. I shouldn't have said that. And you make it right and you keep on stepping and living for God. Amen. Because we got to get to this heaven together. Pray. We clap our hands under the Lord. That's all right. Especially us uh, married couples. Amen. And even us who are single, if you'll take that with you, that's a jewel that you need to put in your pocket. It's all about forgiving and loving one another. The Bible says actually that we're supposed to love our wives as Christ loved the church and gave himself for it. Boy can we live up to that Sometimes I know we think it's tough But you know what also drives me Because I love and I fear God The scriptures say that If if I'm at odds with my wife My prayers are hindered I don't want my prayers hindered So I want to make it right With my brother and with my family Amen and it starts at home Praise God I don't know where I was getting off That's not even in my notes But praise God That's what God wants us to know he wants us to be saved. Praise God. I'm going to read Ecclesiastes 12 verse 13. It says, let us hear the conclusion of the whole matter. What's the conclusion for us? Fear God and keep his commandments. For this is the whole duty of man. For God shall bring every work into the judgment with every secret thing, whether it be good or whether it be evil. So the conclusion of the whole matter is for us to fear God, to reverence God. And what does that combine with? Keeping his commandments, walking in his word. Amen. And I know that without the spirit of God, we can't even walk in the word because the law is written and it's dead. But with the spirit, the word and the law brings life. Amen. That's when you can walk with God is when you're filled with the Holy Ghost. That's why you need to be renewed in the Holy Ghost. That's what's going to keep you, amen? That's what's going to make you anointed to walk in the will of God and make it to heaven. Praise God. That's your duty. That is your duty to feel this right here. Keep his commandments and fear him. That's the whole duty of man. If you really love God, you'll shed off this world. And you know, the, the the truth is, I notice and I know, From my walk with God throughout the years, the more of the world I give up, the more of God I have. That's just the truth. The more of this old stinking world I give up, the more of the power of God comes in my life. Because instead of spending time on my phone, I spend it on my Bible. Instead of spending time doing frivolous things, I spend it in prayer. Instead of spending time doing things that don't matter to God, I spend it with the people of God. Amen? And what does that do? That builds up my most holy faith. Praise God. There's a method to this. And God gave it to us. Praise God. This is our duty. And because, and remember this. Heaven and earth shall pass away, but God's word will not pass away. God's word is true, and every man a liar. Remember this. Fear God, for God shall bring every work into judgment. Every work that we've done with every secret thing, whether it be good or whether it be evil. And I'm telling you, under the sound of my voice today, you're alive. You're alive right now. And you'd be foolish to ignore the word of God. Because right now, today, you have the chance to bring every evil thing you've ever done, every foolish thing, to an altar. Get it covered under the blood before your judgment. Amen? Because tomorrow's not promised to us. Are you going to wake up tomorrow? You don't know if you'll wake up tomorrow. But today, God's woke you up. And he's already moved in this church. And he's still wanting to move in your life. Amen? And if you've got any secret thing... Bring it to an altar and wash it under the blood. Praise God. Wash it under the blood. This is the truth. I would rather be judged at the altar today than judged at the second coming when when we have to stand before him at the great white throne judgment. Amen? That's his grace. That's God's love. Did you know that? That's the love of God. That he would love us enough, even with our faults and mistakes, drag us into the house so we can come and bring it to an altar. Praise God. God is amazing. I'll tell you what. There is no excuse. We can't run from God. We can't outthink him. We can't outsmart God. God has a way for everything that we go through. Woo! Praise God. That's Jesus. Amen. I thank God for that. Now, the word of God says this. In Proverbs chapter 29, verse 25, the fear of man bringeth a snare, but whosoever putteth his trust in the Lord shall be safe. So we're not to fear man, amen? It brings a snare. Look at how hindered we were for four months not having church. Having to sit in our house and watch it on a TV. That ain't real church. I thank God that we got that under control and we're here today. But there's nothing like the house of God. Amen. There's nothing like the laying on our hands and praying through and talking in tongues. And feeling the spirit of God in this place today. Praise God. We need not to fear man. It brings a snare. And a snare has come upon the whole world today. Not only in America but in every nation, tongue, and language. God, help us today. If we we don't see what's going on today, we must be crazy, blind, and and not looking for what we're supposed to be looking for. Jesus is about to bust the sky open, amen? I'm waiting for his returning, and I'm saying in my prayers, come, Lord Jesus, amen? I want to be saved. I want to get out of this old wretched place. I want to go to heaven, praise God. That's what I'm looking for. Praise God. But whosoever putteth his trust in the Lord shall be safe. Trust God. Amen. Trust God above all of this. God's kept you this long. He's going to keep you still. He's not going to fail you. He loves you. I can't can't express that enough. The word in Psalms 118 verse 6 says, The Lord is on my side. Can everybody say my side? The Lord is on your side. Amen. I will not fear. What can man do unto me? Remember, don't fear him that can destroy your body. But fear him that can destroy your soul and body in hell. But God is keeping me safe. Praise God. God is on my side. So I'm not going to fear. Romans eight thirty one. What shall we say then to these things? If God be for us, who can be against us? God is for you. You're his baby. Amen. He loves you. Psalm 27 1. The Lord is my light and my salvation. Whom shall I fear? The Lord is the strength of my life. Of whom shall I be afraid? Who are you scared of today? Scared of that virus? You scared of men? You scared of the police coming to arrest you for praising God in church? Well, we can just go to prison together and worship like Paul and Silas. Amen. We can go ahead and be like Peter and trust the church to pray and the gates will open up for us. Amen. Do you still got faith like that? That's biblical faith today. That's okay. We can clap our hands unto the Lord. Why don't you make a joyful noise unto God? He's the hope of your salvation today. Praise God. We'll wake them up that have their eyes closed right now. Go ahead. You can clap your hands. Praise God. I'm telling you today, this is what we need. This is what we need. Yes, the Bible says in Psalm 23, 4, Yea, though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, I will fear no evil, for thou art with me. Thy rod and thy staff, they comfort me. Praise God. Today, more than ever, we're walking through a valley of death. Of course, we've got something that could probably take us out, but most of all, it ain't going to take us out. And if we get taken out, guess where we're going? To our home. This earth is not our home. We're just a passing through. Amen. We got to get our faith and our hope on Jesus Christ and not on this world. Praise God. Look at this. It says that I will fear no evil. I'm not going to fear this anymore. I'm going to worship God. I'm going to live for God with everything I've got. For thou art with me. God is with you. Thy rod and thy staff, they comfort me. The rod and staff of God is going to continue to direct you. Amen. The rod of God, what is that? That's when he corrects you. He's the comforter. Remember, the scripture says the Holy Ghost is the comforter. And that rod is the one that's going to correct you when you're doing wrong. Listen to the spirit of God. And it says, thy staff, they comfort me. What's a staff? It's a shepherd's staff. It's the one who guides you. That shepherd guides his sheep throughout this world and sees us through and makes sure that we're able to make it through and trek through this way of life in this world. They comfort us. Amen. And God is with us. Psalm 23:5, Thou preparest a table before me in the presence of my enemies. Thou anointest my head with oil. My cup runneth over Lord Jesus, that's what we need today. Today. God prepared a table for us in the presence of our enemies. Amen. You've got spirits, principalities that are working against you daily. Even when you get ready for church, sometimes your 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 kids may not act right. You may not find the right shirt to wear. Things may act up in you, as, and the le- the devil's trying to stop you from getting to the house of God. But God comes and He prepares a spread for you. Amen. You come up and you get touched by God and renewed in the Holy Ghost. That's the oil. Amen. And our cup runneth over. Praise God. That's That's what it's about, coming and getting that cup filled, praise God. Thank you, Jesus. Psalms 23, 6, surely, everybody say surely, surely goodness and mercy shall follow me all the days of my life, and I will dwell in the house of the Lord forever. Praise God. Don't fear, church. Look at that. Here you are. Yeah, you may be going through it, and you're walking, but look, man, what in the world? Who's following me? Goodness and mercy. I can't get away from goodness and mercy. Goodness and mercy, they're chasing me around. Because every day, God knows you need goodness and mercy in your life. Amen? Every day we may stumble, we may fall, but the mercy of God's going to lift us up. Amen? Are you thankful that goodness and mercy follow you all the days of your life? Praise God. And I will dwell in the house of the Lord forever. That's what it's about today. Don't be scared anymore. Get to the church, because right now the church is more important than ever. Right now the church is more important than I could ever express to you right now. There may be a day that they try to lock these doors. There may be a day they try to shut us down physically and not congregate together. So I'm telling you, every time you can be in the house of God, get to the house of God, and let's be renewed in the Holy Ghost. Amen? Praise God. Praise God. So there is a twofold face of fear. One is godly and reverential fear of God, the other is a tormenting worldly fear brought by men and the enemy of our soul, the devil. The devil would rather have you afraid, locked up in your homes, not being in church, not worshiping God, not around your people, not being prayed through the Holy Ghost, not being renewed, not being prayed for when you're sick. What does the scripture say? If any among you is sick, let the elders of the church lay hands on them and they shall recover. How are we going to have faith that we're not even in the church? We need the house of God today. Amen. The devil is a liar. He's the father of it. He wants to torment you and mess with your mind. But God is the one who delivers us from that torment. Amen. Praise God. But I'll tell you this today. If you're not born again, then you should be fearful for your very life right now. Right now, if you have not been born of the water and the Spirit, according to John chapter 3, verse 5, the Word of God says, except a man be born of the water and of the Spirit, he shall not enter into the kingdom of God. Marvel not that I say unto thee, you must, you must be born again. And if you're listening online or you're here today and you have been baptized in Jesus' name, you need to be fearful because your sins are not remitted yet. You need to be buried in Jesus' name. Amen? But God is here today, and he loves you so much that he wants to save you. 2 Thessalonians says, and, uh, chapter 1, verse 7, And to you who are troubled, rest with us, when the Lord Jesus shall be revealed from heaven with his mighty angels, in flaming fire taking vengeance on them that know not God, and that obey not the gospel of our Lord Jesus Christ, who shall be punished with everlasting destruction from the presence of the Lord and from the glory of his power who when he shall come shall be glorified in his saints and to be admired in them that believe because our testimony among you was believed in that day my 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 do you hear that yes in this world you're gonna have trouble but he said rest with us rest with us because you obeyed the scripture amen you know god Hear, O Israel, the Lord our God is one Lord, amen, and that God is with us, amen. The scripture says, Jesus is Emmanuel, God with us. You know who God is, and you've obeyed that form of doctrine, amen. You were born of the water and of the spirit. Walk in a newness of life, God's coming for us soon, saints, amen. Saints of the Most High God, you got nothing to fear, praise God, for God has given us The spirit of power. Amen. But you shall receive power after that. The Holy Ghost has come upon you. And he's given us a spirit of love. Praise God. That's what he's given us. For God is love. And he's given us, praise God, the spirit of a sound mind. Let this mind be in you which was in Christ Jesus. Come on, saints. Do you hear me today? Praise God. Will we have troubles? Yes. Will we have tribulation in this life? Absolutely. Will some of us even die? Yes, we will. But remember who you are in Christ. Amen. Romans 8.35 says, Who shall separate us from the love of Christ? Shall tribulation or distress or persecution or famine or nakedness or peril or sword? As it is written, For thy sake we are killed all the day long. We are accounted as sheep for the slaughter. Nay. praise God, God covered all bases, he covered all bases today, so in this day we are in, what are we to do, we ought to keep on keeping on, amen, we ought to wake up out of sleep, we ought to be renewed in the Holy Ghost daily, and we ought to keep on being like that new convert, but with the mind of a 40-year-old saint, amen, we need to keep on keeping on church, praise God, as musicians come as I close today, I want to read you these scriptures real quick. Today, Jesus is looking for those who are willing to go all the way with him. Can we say as Paul did in 2 Timothy chapter 4, verse 7, I have fought a good fight. I have finished my course. I have kept the faith. Can you honestly, right now, I'm, tell, I'm talking to everyone in here today, do you feel like you're right with God enough that if he came right now, you're ready to go to heaven? Be honest with you and God, not me. Are you prayed through? Are you living right with God? Or are you doing things that you shouldn't be doing with God? Is your spirit filled? When's the last time you talked in tongues? When's the last time you got your lamp full, huh? This is what we need to ask ourselves. I ask myself that daily. I want to be saved, church, and I want you to be saved. And more than that, God wants to save you. And you would be foolish to leave here today without coming to an altar and letting God fill you once again. Praise God. Not all of us came this morning to the altar, but all of us can today. Let's all stand. The valley of decision is here. You see, everything that's going on today The pressures in the world, even the pressures on the church, churches are closed today. There's some people that can't even afford to stay open. They're struggling. But here we are in the house of God today, church. Here we are. What are you going to do with this day? What are you going to do while you're in your valley and the things you're going through? Matthew 25, verse 1. Then shall the kingdom of heaven be likened unto ten virgins which took their lamps and went forth to meet the bridegroom. And five of them were wise and five were foolish. They that were foolish took their lamps and took no oil with them. You can walk out of this place today. Leave here without your lamp full. But the wise took their oil in vessels in their lamps. While the bridegroom tarried. And that's what God is doing. He's waiting for us to come to the the altar. And they all slumbered and slept. It's high time to wake up, church. And at midnight there was a cry made. Behold, the bridegroom cometh. Go ye out to meet him. Then all those virgins arose and trimmed their lamps, and the foolish said unto the wise, Give us of your oil. You know, you got backsliders that call and ask us to pray for them. you got people that call and ask us to pray for them. Their lamp aren't, isn't full, but they depend on your lamp today. But what about us in the house of God? Amen. But he, the wise answered, saying, Not so, lest there be not enough for us and you. But go ye gather to them that sell and buy for yourselves. And while they went to buy, the bridegroom came. And they that were ready went in to meet him in the marriage. And the door was shut. God's word does not lie. Afterward came also the other virgin saying, Lord, Lord, open to us. But he said, I verily, I say unto you, I know you not. Watch therefore, for you know neither the day nor the hour wherein the Son of Man cometh. Do you know that today could be the day that he comes? Is this your hour today to pray through, amen? Is your lamp full today? You know, recently I had a friend of mine just die five days ago. Out of the blue, he was only 45 my age. His day came, his hour came. Tomorrow's not promised to us, saints. We need to get it right with God, amen? These altars are open right now. And even if you're not doing wrong, you can come and pray. You can just come and be renewed and let God touch you again. Get your lamp full, amen? Let's all begin to pray right now. Today is the day of salvation. It's high time to wake up out of sleep, everybody. We need to fear God and not man. Oh, Jesus, I love you, God. Please come to the front and pray. Let's seek God today. If you have a friend that's here, ask him to pray. We need to make it to heaven, amen?